We are Community Radio, Kilkenny City, 88.7 FM. Very good evening and welcome to Talk Sport. It's Liam Kilyork and Co here on until 7 o'clock on 88.7 FM and crkc.ie. Plenty to come on this evening's programme with Cheltenham just days away. We'll chat to our own Kieran Nari and Muldowney on Cheltenham in the next couple of minutes. We'll also get Burr's views as well. It's Shocked in the Gwelga. Brian Fox from O'Loughlin Gales will talk about all the initiatives, initiatives they're running. While we'll chat through the big sports stories of the week as well with the lads here in studio. want to join the conversation we're always delighted to hear from you our text line is 086 353 and as always that's sponsored by taxback.com right let's get going with the racing and uh, of course we have our usual dundalk meeting but we were also in goran park this afternoon and for more on that we're joined by bear scott evening bear good evening Liam. Well, they had an early start in Gordon. They started there one fourteen. The first race was run. I only had the winners, by the way, from Gordon. It was run by number five. It's going to happen 25 to 1. The 210, this went to number six. That'll be the day, 16 to 1. 245, this was run the number um, number five. Could be trouble, 5 to 2. Moving on to the 320, went to number six, 10 or 8, 20 to 1. 3.55, this was won by number 14, Mon Chang Darjan, 14 to 1. The 4.30 went to number 1, full time score, 5 to 2 on favourite. 5.05, the big race of the day, the Texas team was up, was won by number 6, Solomon Grundy at 4 to 1. And the 5.35 went to number 4, Journey with me, the 7 to 4 on favour. Now, they are racing, of course, as well in Dundalk, team. They started there at 4.55, and the first race there was won by number four, Pulse, of Shanghai, 8-1. to one. Second was number two, Big Gossie, 7-2. And third, there was number five, Mrs. Bouquet, 13-2. Eaton Favourite was number six, and nine ran. The 5.25 went to number five, O.C., 11-8 Favourite. Second was number seven, Pulse, around 16-1. And third was number six, then Asper at 10 to 1. Number 10 was an honour and 11 ran. And I didn't get the 6 o'clock yet, Liam. You'll probably have that shortly. Yeah, we will certainly indeed bear. Um, Cheltenham to come this week. Um, any nuggets of information to tell us? And look, everybody you meet is saying, have you t- any tips for Cheltenham? Any <laughs> tips for Cheltenham? And I do say to them, look, there's no such thing as a tip for Cheltenham because every horse that goes to Cheltenham the, the trainers, jockeys, they all want to win over there. So 
So they're all trying their level best. It's where all the best horses meet, the best trainers meet, and as the fellow says, the best jockeys meet. And it's just the case of the best horse winner, the best man winner, whatever. But there's, I always said there's a formula over there, Liam, and that's simply probably the best. Probably mm-hmm. the best trainers, the likes of Willie Mullins, Henry de Bromhead, Nicky Henderson, all oh, because all these lads have a great pedigree when it comes to Cheltenham. And don't worry if their horses are not showing form for the last few weeks because they're being geared for this meeting next week and they can pop up. Don't don't let her price put you off. If you fancy one of their horses and you think it has a chance, well, back it. That's all I can say to you. But as I say, tell people there's tips, there's fancies. Everybody have their fancies over there, but that's not saying they'll be the right ones. But uh, they're all trying, and that's, that's one thing to remember. Mm, and someone we've seen today, Rachel Blackmore, no doubt she'll be featuring heavily. That's that lane. Rachel Blackmore, no doubt she'll be featuring heavily, and well, we'll see a lot of her. Fe- she will, and look, I wouldn't be a bit surprised. There's various bets you can do over there, including the leading trainer and the leading jockey, and I wouldn't put anybody off of backing Rachel uh, for the best uh, leading jockey over there, because I think she has some wonderful mounts, and I do think that Rachel will win the champion hurl on Tuesday. She's riding Honeysuckle, which is one of the big Irish fancies. Now, I was weighing this up during the week. Myself and Jim were actually having a chat about the other night. And, I, you know, I, I've found that I've opposed Honeysuckle more times, and she's always made a sucker out of me. <laughs> but this time, maybe maybe I'd put the jinx on her. But I just think she's been so good, and she, to me, she seems to be getting better. And I'd love to see Rachel be the first woman to win the champion heart. Mm, and it's a, it's a Cheltenham with a difference bear. Not only is there no crowd there, but there no Gordon Elliott, of course, as well. Um, do you think those circumstances will make Cheltenham many different, or will it just I, be the usual yeah. special self? No, I do. I, I do. I just want to say that, the, the one thing that will be the same is the racing. The racing mm. there is always absolutely brilliant. But Cheltenham, to me... You know, I've been there a few times, and without the crowds, without the atmosphere, I just, it has to be different. I, I don't know, I, look, I won't be there this year, of course, but I don't think any of the people that go will be sorry for not being there, because there won't be anybody there, a few people, that's all. But it has to be different, you know, that's for sure. Mm. And Burr, before I let you go, Manchester United last night, far from convincing? Well, to look... <laughs> <laughs> they keep us going on a Tuesday night. <laughs> From one week to another, we never know where we are mm. with them. Did you see the you Harry know, Maguire miss? Oh, right. <laughs> Even at 77, I'd have fancy me chance. <laughs> You're not going to try and excuse it. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, listen, before we go, the one for Dundalk tonight, Liam, I have to give it number seven in the last race, Ranger Bob. Now, it won't be a massive prize for... I'm hopeful that'll get people a few shillings for Cheltenham next week. Yeah, it'll get us through the weekend. See you guys. <laughs> Burr, it's always great to speak to you. I no doubt you'll be chatting about and Cheltenham you, in a bit you, more Dave. depth tomorrow, OK? See you guys. Take care. Thank you, Burr. Thanks a lot. That's Bear Scott there with the racing recap and we'll delve a bit further into Cheltenham with the two Kierons a little bit later in the programme. But we're changing code to the dogs and Nicky Brennan, a very good evening to you. Yeah, hello, Liam. How are you doing? 11 cards, 11 in the race car tonight out in the track. I hope it's not it's been a miserable evening there. It was miserable night coming in. So hopefully it's not too bad. I know there's very, there'd be few out there, but at the same time, those are out there 
Uh, we hope the weather is decent for you. It starts at nine, it's half past seven with the protocols, COVID-19 protocols, novice 525. Again, dogs that have done little races, so this is purely a pin job. Gone from a lean, a lean peacock dog, Bogger Ziggy number three. Again, you go with the maybe names that are familiar to you. Number three there to get the better of number six, Tolchin, Pat, John Brosnan, all the way from Killarney, trained by Paul Hennessy. Adult babies never wise going against a Paul Hennessy trained greyhound. Race number two, the Frightful Flash Kennels A4, 525. I'm going for number two in that. Patrick Sinnott's out there from Kells' Blackstone May to get the better of Master Brandon Rines and Brian Webster from Thurlis's. Number five, Ring My Bell. Moving on to race number three, the Pat C. Sabbath at Stud A3525. Heat one, round one, heat one. Now that's a mouthful. I'm going for number one, Ger Brennan's from Johnstown. Saxa to get the better of Liam Peacock's number two bogger sunny in that race moving on to race number four and it's the uh, second heat of that stake my tip there is going to be master billy sinnett's uh, blackstone flyer a dog with uh, five wins in the last five races very consistent and then going against john mackey this time sorry about that john file julie number five but you'll probably maybe have the final laugh but i'm giving it saying you're coming second in that race we'll see anyway race number five heat three of that stake I'm going for number two. It's Ascot Dam, owned by Billy Murphy, trained by him. Sorry, I'm not. I'm going for the number four, Toto's Cottage. Dennis Fogarty, Tony McCormick's uh, Toto's Cottage to get the better of Ascot Adams. Uh, Billy Murphy's owned and trained number two. Race number six. It's uh, Heat Four of that stake. Uh, a lot of good dogs at this race. I'm going for number five, uh, Bogger Bandit, uh, Maria Tuhis from Thurlis. Obviously, there's a peacock connection there, I'm sure, to get the better of Harry's buddy, Eamon Finn from Dromina. Race number seven, it's... Um, it's the McCalmon Copax. He's round two. He's won. These dogs all raced last week and did well for themselves. So really, there's a lot of good dogs here and anything could happen. But look, at I'm going for number one, Pat Comforts, trained by Morty Lahey's, Ross Big Jim to get the better of uh, William Hennessy's, Bethany Dunn's, Paul Hennessy trained, Corner House Lady. Uh, race number eight, uh, he two of the McCalmon Cup of round two. Again, these dogs all had uh, good performances last week, but I'm going for the Tom Lennon owned and trained Lemon Johan to get the better of Bogger Charlie, Lee Peacock's dog there, number five. But there's a lot of decent dogs in that race. Race number nine, he three there, round two of the McCalmon Cup. And I'm going for number five, Town Hope. Got second last week, but I'm putting him in to come first this week to get a better of Jerry Hannans from Bray's, saying by Carl Randbottom. Number three, Deadly Imposter, race number 10. Heat four of the McCallumon Cup. Again, lots of good dogs here, so it's a bit of a pin job at the half. This time, Jerry Meanies, Miriam Meanies, uh, Hello Hammond, number four, trained by Paul Hennessy. And this day, I'm saying we'll get the better of uh, John Coleman's Apacarty, trained by Morty Lahey. But you know what? It wouldn't surprise me if that came the other way around. And finally, race number 11. It's the sales tomorrow morning, 82525. Uh, I'm going for number four on that. Me, Batman, Michael English owned and trained to get the better of number five, Shim O'Donnell's and Ray Minions. Hello, Vicky. And that race is at 25 past nine, so they should be wrapped up there by half nine or a quarter to ten when everyone locks the gates. Okay, Nicky, uh, thank you very much for that. I think you're just being modest when you say it's a pin job. I think you put far more research into it than that. But we'll see how you get on tomorrow. Um, we're turning to racing next. We are Community Radio, Kilkenny City, 88.7 FM. 
Right, and you are in tune with TalkSport 0863537782 is our taxback.com text line and no, we're not forgetting about Split the Pot of course the draw is taking place this evening it's being made as we speak and as soon as we get news on that we will bring it to you We're joined by the two Kirons, Nari and Muldowney Evening to you lads Kieran Muldowney, I might start with you Cheltenham, um, does the current restrictions take away any of the glamour from it this year do you think? Oh, we should look lame. The crowd always makes up a big part of Cheltenham. I mean, the roar that goes up just uh, after the start of the first race, the Supreme Novice, it's always a huge roar. And then, uh, obviously, you have the scenes in the parade ring then after what either a, a very popular horse or a very well-backed horse comes in as a winner. You know, there's always tremendous scenes there. But look, Liam, it's like everything else in life at the moment in all facets of sport. The spectators are not going to be there, but it won't diminish the quality. It'll diminish the atmosphere all right. But, you know, Bert Scott uh, said the truth there. The racing will still be top class, and it will be. Just, unfortunately, none of us will be there live to see it. Mm. No, Kieran uh, Nari, once it starts, we'll forget all about the uh, things on the side. Exactly, yeah, and it's what, Liam, just, it'll be a lot of pressure on, said uh, the TV, whoever's producing it, to kind of build up that atmosphere for everyone that's sitting at home, because they won't be able to... Um, get into it as like if you're over there so a lot of pressure on the TV um, companies to produce a spectacle that we're all going to enjoy and make sure that the build up is there around all the races so um, but look as Kieran and Beryl have said the quality will be there it's just the crowd won't and Kieran, staying with you there was disappointment this morning for Willie Mullins losing uh, Emergine yeah fierce disappointment Liam for Willie Mullins um, sure the horse hasn't put a foot wrong all year and was going to be a real test for Nicky Henderson's horse Shishkin and um, look it's just unfortunate what are we five days out from when he would be running so uh, it's a huge blow to Willie Mullins yard and obviously to the owners as well and um, Paul Town and, and it just kind of depletes the article now it's a bit weaker and um, Shishkin will be going off odds on but he still have plenty of threats there from um, other horses like the Skeletons will be confident enough that their horse can put a bit of pressure on them all mankind but definitely we would. it's the matchup we wanted to see was Willie Mullins mm. horse energy against Shishkin Yeah, Kieran Muldowney that's a real disappointment isn't it? Ah sure it is it's always a disappointment when the good ones don't make it you know uh, uh, Kieran is right like Shishkin will go off at a very very short price but the two of us have been very sweet on all mankind since it was in Sandown, Kieran, at Christmas, we saw him. He jumped fierce well and ran fierce well. And, uh, but he didn't quite jump so well the last day. But I think I still think that's a very, very talented horse. And if he gets it right, he'll put it up to Shishkin. But th- there's no doubt Shishkin's a worthy favourite, definitely. No, and, and it's a disappointment, Kieran, Nari, for Willie Mullins, but he still has a lot of contenders involved throughout the week. Yeah, he has. Sure, look, he has holds the aces in a lot of races, Liam. Um, but, like, that one, that one will be a big blow to him but look the pressure for Willie this year I think is the one race that has eluded him all the years is the champion chase Chak and Porsois is, is the evens money favourite at the moment so that could be the one to breach that deficit for him but look there's a lot of question marks around him Kieran probably agree just he has no experience around Cheltenham um, will he handle the course I know there'll be no crowd there so obviously he, he'll be used to that kind of a environment but um he has all the ability, but look, you still have Altiar and a few others in there as well. Who, who, who? Um, Altiar hasn't lost around Cheltenham, so it'll be it'll be interesting. Um, but I suppose Liam one, I think, blow for Willie Mullins as well is in the champion bumper that Patrick can't ride in it because there's a story behind that horse, Kyle Crew, 
um, Willie Mullins' mother actually bred the horse and the horse is called after where she was born so it would have been a real great story if Patrick had to ride it to win it um, so you'd have gra- the grandmother bred it Willie trained it and then Patrick to ride it so that's unfortunate just in the circumstances around the amateur stance yeah, and Kieran Muldowney, as, disappointment, as disappointing as these things are, Willie Mullins has been around long enough to deal with it and just carry on. Ah, sure, of course. Look, I mean, he has so many horses and so many good mm. horses. Uh, he'll be disappointed for the ones that make it. But Liam, horse racing, you know, horses, they're very, they're very fragile. They're not all going to make it to every race. We all know that. And uh, look, it's just unfortunate when some of them pull out. But Willie's focus now will be very much more on the ones that are going to run than the ones that aren't. And uh, he'll have a crack squad. He'll have a really strong team. He has either the favourite or the second favourite or one of the top horses in almost every race there, bar a few. And uh, he, he'll have a good Cheltenham. You needn't worry about that. Mm. Um, it's very strange to be talking about a Cheltenham Kieran Muldowney without Gordon Elliott. But of course, uh, Denise Foster has taken over his yard. Um, what kind of dynamic does that set going into the week, if any? Uh, I suppose, Liam, the fact that, you know, the, the events happened so recently, it, it, it mightn't uh, alter things that much. What, what I'd be more worried about are the horses that were moved out, the likes of Envoy Allen and these that have spent uh, a lot of their lives in Gordon's Yard and then a fortnight, three weeks before the biggest race of their lives, they're moved to a completely different yard. Henry de Bromhead did a lovely thing during the week by saying that the girl who normally let out the horse could come to Cheltenham to do so again. I'd say now it's as much to get the horse settled as any any goodwill gesture or anything like that, but it it was a nice thing for him to do. But uh, they're the ones I'd be worried about. I wouldn't actually be worried too much about the ones in the yard because they'll go through their normal routines, their normal training programmes. But the ones that have been moved, it's a big thing. You know, horses are very, very fickle, very fragile. They can get upset easily. And a change of scenery can sometimes take a long time to get used to. And I just hope, okay, if Envoy Allen wins, great. If he's beaten fair and square, that's okay too. But I hope he's not beaten because of being upset or being uh, put out of his kilter or anything like that. You know, I'd hate to see something like that. Yeah, Kieran, Ari, what do you make of it? Yeah, no, I think Kieran is 100% right in everything he said there. I have no concern for many of the horses that Denise Foster is training on there now because, look, in fairness to Gordon Elliott, he would have had them teed up and the routine to get them up as far as Cheltenham. So at the moment, I'd say it's just a top-up is all that they need, just keeping them sharp and keeping them, just making sure everything's going right, that they're eating well and drinking and everything that they need required. But I'd be worried as well just from my read in the papers like that and what Davy Russell said when NVLN was even the yard that he knew horses are, are no no Egypt's like they know mm-hmm. what's going on around them and when the horse was leaving the yard you could see that the horse was getting upset as well because he's leaving it's like any of us if you take us over a comfort zone a place we were, we were used to we love being around and then all of a sudden you're pulled out and down you're down with New, new horses around you, new people looking after you. Like it's, uh, hopefully it doesn't play its part because Envialan, as we all know, is a huge talent and you have Calixias as well, one of their favourites for the Triumph Hurdle and Sir Gerhard in the bumper. So, look, you'd love to see all these horses maintain their form, maintain like their, their, their reputations and go there and give a great account of themselves. And like Euron said, that'll have nothing to do with being upset or just that they're gone a bit wayward after they left um, Denise Foster's yard. Yeah, definitely. Kieran Muldowney, a word on Rachel Blackmore. It's been a terrible two or three weeks for racing and she's do, she's providing some positive coverage, isn't she? Asher, Rachel has been brilliant for the last number of years now and it's not 
you, you know how good she is, Liam, because people are no longer talking about her as a lady jockey. She's just simply a jockey because she's right up there at the very top of the of the tree when it comes to jockeys. She's brilliant. And the combination of herself and the Bromhead, you know, he's a good trainer, she's a good jockey, they've got good horses. So they're always in they're they're always in the reckoning for, for the big prizes, you know. Uh she's as skilled on a horse as anyone I've ever seen. She's right up there with the likes of uh, you know, Ruby Welsh and Barry Garrity and all these lads and, and nobody will convince me otherwise. She's a, she's a brilliant, brilliant jockey and she and her success and her triumphs have brought a great positivity to racing. Look, Liam, most most racing is positive, you know, of course mm. there are things that go wrong like the Gordon Elliott and the Rob James stuff. But you know, these things are in the minority. Unfortunately they get talked about much more so than any of the good stuff that goes on. But most of what happens in racing is brilliant. It's a brilliant spectacle involving horses that are brilliantly looked after by people who genuinely care for them. And uh, unfortunately, look, the bad news comes from time to time. You deal with it. But overall, it's a good sport. And Kieran Nari, we should probably expect some good news stories to come out of the week, whether it's in the interviews or in the racing itself, because there's a lot of good people in racing. And that's really going to be highlighted over the next week, isn't it? Oh, most definitely, Liam. Yeah, you could see even last last Sunday up in Avon when um, one of Denise Foster's horses won there and just the way the girls spoke about the horse and what the horse meant to her you know the, the horse was 14 she kept it and you know just looked after it and making sure it was healthy and all that kind of thing like like Ciarán said those incidents happen but it's not a pure it's not a mm. pure reflection of horse racing industry in general and look we'll have some hopefully we'll have some great stories and wouldn't it be great if a couple of the small trainers got got some wins next week as well, and you'd be you'd be hoping, obviously that the Irish trainers dominate, but you'd be also hoping that maybe one or two smaller trainers can sneak into the winning winning podium and come home with with, with the with the prizes. Finally, lads and Kieran Ari, I'll start with you. We're going to let you steal a bit of Burr Scott's thunder for a minute. Where should we be looking money wise this week? Oh look, sir. <laughs> as Burr said. That's the thing about Cheltenham. All the trainers, all the owners are all geared towards Cheltenham and they all want to get a winner there. But um, if I used to look at anyone, I think Alboom Photo at the moment, for me, at a price and on everything that goes with the horse, I think he he's definitely the standout one for me um, at 5-2. to two, Like, he's champ is the second favourite. And last year, he he only bet two horses that empty coming up the coming up the straight and one of the horses that he bet showed that he can't stay at Christmas and he's gone to the Ryanair that's Alaho um, and he the likes of Champ will have to jump better um, I do think that a Plutard and Santini and Native River will be the obvious dangers but I just think that Album Photo is the one for me and I'd be hoping that he can get the three gold cups in a row and create a bit of history alongside Best Mate Kieran, are you thinking, thinking along similar lines? In the Gold Cup? Yeah. Yeah, I would be. I think Alboom Foot will take a lot of beating. It's a pity we don't see him more often, you know. One spin out against nothing in Tremor and then goes to the Gold Cup. Uh, you know, I'd love to see the horse a bit more often. I think Kim Boyle run a big race at 14-1, to 1, but certainly if you're asking me for the winner, I'd go with uh, Alboom Foot, definitely. You, you stick with him until he's beaten. Um, you know, a, a horse that I fancied for the stairs, Hurdle, Time Hill... Uh, that was my big fancy for the whole week unfortunately was one of those horses that got ruled out this morning I think uh, Abracadabra has a right good chance at 9-1 to in the champion hurdle this horse uh, jumped the last in front of Shishkin last year in the Supreme Novice Hurdle and Shishkin only barely got the better of him right before the line. Shishkin's now the hot favourite for the Arkle. I think Abercadabras will go hard on that champion hurdle 
But the one horse I want to see this week, Kiran or Liam and Kiran, is in the handicaps, and that's Emmett Mullins, the shunter, because this horse won a handicap hurdle in Kelso last Saturday week, and there's a hundred thousand pound bonus for any horse that can win that race and go on and win a race in Cheltenham. Now the shunter, the shunter has entered for about thirty-five different races, it seems to me, uh, in Cheltenham this week. Uh, but the one I think he might go for is the Martin Pipe hurdle. He's twelve to one for that. I won't be backing him, but I'll certainly be watching him, hoping that hoping that that hundred thousand pound bonus comes back to Kilkenny. Nuba Negra, I think, will go hard on the Queen Mother. Um, the best bet of the whole week will be Easy Land in the cross country. The French horse, I think, he'll win that. Min in the Ryanair at six to one will go close to, and Zana here in the Triumph Hurdle at about three to one, I think, is a right good bet. That's one of Gordon Elliott's horses. Uh, funnily enough, I think that's a really, really talented horse. So they're kind of the ones I'd be looking out for. I don't delve too hard into the handicaps because they're too hard to solve. Uh, but uh, I like the championship races and, you know, based on that, they're, they're kind of the horses I'd be looking at. OK, lads, thanks very much. We might touch base again at the end of next week, but really appreciate you joining us. Thank you. Thank you, uh, Liam. Thank you. That's the two Kirons there, Nari on Muldowney, and they're well. We criticised Burr nearly on a weekly basis about his tips, so we said we'd put a, a few more lads on the firing line, and we'll see how they get on over the course of the week. It's always a it's a festival that combines the uh, casual racing fans and the diehards, the Cheltenham Festival. But we are in Dundalk, and this is the real glamour on a Friday night. <laughs> and we have the six thirty, and the, and the winner there was number five, the Mouse Doctor, at nine to four. And uh, we'll actually we'll just uh, get that result up again in a minute once it's confirmed. We're waiting on a few runners and riders there. We'll get that for you in a second. Just looking at some of the other sport. Well, Republic of Ireland manager Stephen Kenny, he's facing into a World Cup qualifying campaign with severe injury worries. Aaron Connolly is the latest player to hit the injury bed with Darren Randolph, James McLean, John Egan and James McCarthy already out due to injury. Uh, Chris Wilder is set to leave Sheffield United according to reports. An announcement is expected in the next couple of hours, which will confirm the 53-year-old's exit from the Midlands club. Uh, two games cross-channel this evening in the Premier League and the Championship. Uh, in the Premier League from 8 o'clock at St James's Park, it's Newcastle welcoming Aston Villa, while in the Championship, it's 4 place Brentford up against 14 place Blackburn. Andy Farrell has made three changes to the Ireland team to face Scotland in the Six Nations on Sunday. Keith Earls, Keith he- uh, Keane Healy and Rob Herring all start while Conor Murray returns to the bench as he recovers from a hamstring injury. In the Guinness Pro 14 this evening, Munster welcome the Scarlets at Thoman Park, while Kilkenny man Tim Corkery makes the bench for Leinster as they go to Zebra. Both those games kick off at 8 o'clock. Uh, we got the racing results from Burr a little bit earlier in the programme but this afternoon's uh, main race in Gorn was the Holden Plant Rentals Shamrock Handicap Chase where the Sean O'Keefe ridden Montague Dargent came out on top and finally looking at the Players Championship and it'll be I'm sure it'll be one to forget when Rory McElroy finishes off he's way off the uh, cut but we'll start with Shane Lowry the Offaly man is tied for 16th on 3 under and then we have to go way down to find good old Rory McElroy. Uh, Rory uh, finds himself oof, he's, he's in the hundreds anyway but uh, Rory McElroy is involved and uh, he Gray McDowell is tied for 30, 53rd on 1 over par and then as we look for uh, Rory McElroy he is a we're just trying to get Rory Rory, he's so far, I can't find him. He's tied for 136th on 7 under par. I had to do some, some amount of scrolling to find him. But he's tied for 36th on 7 under 7 over par. So something tells me he won't be playing come Sunday evening. And uh, uh, that's the sport for the moment. Uh, we'll be chatting about a couple of those stories when we come back. Do stay with us. 
We are Community Radio, Kilkenny City, 88.7 FM. We do have that 6.30 from Dundalk now. The winner was number one, Grandmaster Flash at 11 to 4. And coming in in second place was number five, The Mouse Doctor, at 9 to 4 favourite. Right, we're joined by Richie Power on the line and Nicky Brennan and Pat Tracy in the studio. Evening to you firstly, Richie. Liam, how are you? Not too bad. Um, a disastrous weekend for Rory McIlroy so far, isn't it? Yeah, I was just listening to you there earlier. Um, I didn't. I wasn't any had any real up to date on it until what I, what you were saying. But uh, it's looking like that he's not going to make the yeah. cut. We were struggling so, to find him. He was so low. <laughs> yeah, look at look at. I suppose it's like every sport, isn't it? You know, it either goes right for you, or it can go disastrously wrong. But Shane Lowry is doing very well. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And Pat, I think I think we nearly forget how well Shane Lowry is doing. And you know, he was on a high last year when he won the Open, and he kind of in the weekend events then he kind of dipped a bit. So it's good to see him back competing and in yeah. amongst the mix again, a bit uh, yeah. a bit of form. Um, I'd say, and it must have been soul destroying for Rory McIlroy because he was playing with uh, Sergio Garcia, and he he was fourteen shots. <laughs> worse than, than the lad he was playing with so but look that's the way golf goes you know yeah when it doesn't go your way it doesn't go your way um, interesting piece in the paper today former Team Sky medic Dr Richard Freeman he was uh, well he was found guilty of ordering testosterone for their riders um, Pat cycling it has a real problem and there's nearly a, a, a scandal every week yeah they don't seem to be able to shake it off and I mean like ordering testosterone like I mean that's we'd say so basic that uh, you know there's no, usually there's some sort of funny name that does something yeah. but uh, this is uh, so basic uh, and, uh, and that and then Team Sky were so successful and you know it's not a great image for your the the Sky the Sky name and no, all that it's not know? and Nicky if you speak to anyone in the street you know you kind of base it more off the Tour de France more than anything else and if you ask them are you watching it no I don't trust them and that seems to be growing year on year people are losing trust with cyclists oh big time yeah well sure look at the history I'll tell you from Lance Armstrong mm. uh, read, look at all the documentaries being made on it it's uh, simply not good I and mean, when you have these, these other stories now that you've just talked about uh, people kind of can't have much faith in it you know even though fellas like Sam Bennett are absolutely uh, marvellous at what they're doing but the problem is, unfortunately, everybody comes under a cloud because of it. And that's not fair either, because mm. there's a lot mm. of genuine guys in it. So it's, uh, look at it, 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 there's other sports as well that has happened in Liam. Uh, drugs are just the bane of sports in general. And that's why, even in our own Gaelic games, there has to be ongoing testing, because uh, you people say, well, sure, look, they're not getting paid to play. But, I mean, you still want integrity in sport. Mm, and, Richie, th- there's a lot of things that be f- can be fixed in sport, whether it's rule changes or, or whatever it might be. It's very hard to get credibility back. Yeah, well, again, the fact that this thing is dragging on and dragging on is a cycling game. It's um, it's very disappointing, and you know, it's, it's it's extraordinary. Like that, there were so many people, you know, um, you know, found that they were as taking the drugs, and, and you know, and you still have people going back and and, and still dampening with it. Like you know, it's, it's hugely disappointing, and it's not doing the game any good. Mm, yeah. Mm. Um. Just looking at uh, uh, Desi Farley came out and said he wants no more provincial championships. Now you could say, of course, he would say that, <laughs> but does he have a point? Have they are they gone past their sell by date? And we've been talking about this for a while, but I think you know rule changes have kind of taken the limelight off this discussion a bit. Yeah, but sure. You see, the thing about it is, you say no more provincial championships, so then you say no more provincial councils, and there lies the problem. 
And they hold a lot of weight, Nicky, don't uh, they? Uh, Pat is right, Liam. I have said, I've been saying for 10 years, I have no issue talking about the scrapping of the provincial championships yeah. in football. It's, it's not relevant in Hurling because it's already, you already have two groups. You have a Leinster group, which is Galway and Antrim in it or whoever else, and a Cool of Kerry in it, and then you have a Munster group. The issue about the provinces is you can't talk about scrapping provincial championships, about coming out and say how the J will be administered outside of Croke Park. Are you going to have four equal groups of eight, or how is that going to be done? So have to debate at the same time because no matter what you say about the provincial champions the quality of them and there's question marks about that the reality is is that they produce significant finance for counties to run games development to run their administration and for infrastructure grants so mm. Talk about scrapping the championships, but then talk about how you're going to administer. Because Kilkenny would spend more time probably engaging with Leinster than they would with Croke Park. Therein lies the issue. And mm. nobody, I've never seen even an article in the newspaper about it. Mm. Yeah. Would it be a bit messy, though, for argument's sake, if it did happen? You know, a lot of the problems lie within football. I don't think there's as much of an outcry in hurling, if any. So if you do one, do you have to do it to the other? No, you don't. Do you not? There's no issue with hurling. You have no, there's no hurling issue with hurling. Hurling is split already, so... Yeah, there's no issue with hurling, but if you do, you know, trying to keep them in tandem almost. No, you don't have oh, to. Yeah, well, oh. go and do, try and do away with the monster championship in hurling. <laughs> <laughs> Richie, what do you make of it from a football point of view? Well, look at Liam, I'll come back to that in a second, but, you know, it, I thought we had a great opportunity last year with the COVID to have an open draw. And I'd love, I'd love to have it to see for a year or two just to see how to pan out. I know exactly what Nicky is saying. I, I think that, you know, with the COVID and, and, and again now this year, it would have been brilliant if we had to have an open draw, just put all the teams into a hat and just see how to pan out. It would have mm. been a great opportunity to see how, how to work. Mm. If now, no, come, go coming on. back to the football, mm. look at Leinster's a huge problem in the football. Like, Ulster's very competitive. Munster, not, not overly competitive. You know, so uh, Connors probably down maybe to two teams as well. Definitely, there's an argument to have an open draw in the football. But, you see, what, uh, what's uh, the thing that uh, I, I always think about, you know, when they talk about there's a massive problem in Leinster with football and all the rest, for 130 years or however long the GA or however long the provincial championships are there, there's only been two teams in Munster and oftentimes only one team and nobody ever said anything. <laughs> yeah, true for you. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Is there a point there, Richie, do you think? <laughs> Well, no, he, Pat is 100% mm. right. You know, and look at, take, take the Hurling, take, take uh, the, the Hurling and Leinster, like, I suppose for a, for a long, long time we had Wexford, Offaly and, and, and Kenny, you know, and, and that was for a, a lot of number of years. And unfortunately, Offaly have slipped down the, the, the ladder now. You know, Galway have come in. But look at, I, you know, Nicky's probably makes a very, very valid point that, like, who's going to, to run the business outside of Cold Park in Leinster or in Munster. Yeah. I think your point, Nicky, is we're all very good at criticising what's wrong with formats, but we don't have the solutions. What the worst thing for me, Liam, is I've said this to numerous media circles and no one seems to be prepared to at least p put up a solution. And maybe a solution is is that you have four eights and you have a body 
that's running each section of eight, yeah, yeah. and and that's how you do. Now I know Dublin is a bit of an anomaly there because it's 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 as big as, as any of the rest put together. So so something something like that is, is what you do. Maybe you have Dublin and maybe you have five counties with it, and that's a unit in itself to manage from an administrative point of view, and the rest is maybe split equally. Mm. And 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 that if there is no provincial championship, well then they're granted, they're given their money from Croke Park. But I, 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 we shouldn't for one minute, and this is somebody saying a thing that has been involved in Croke Park for a lot, we shouldn't have Croke Park making all the decisions. That would be wrong as well, because I think there has been some excellent administrators at provincial level, and the engagement with counties, with provinces is very good, and that shouldn't be forgotten about. Yeah, and you see the provincial councils are breeding grounds for uh, new uh, administrators yeah, very much that, so, yeah, that, I mean. that eventually go to Croke Park. But, you know, you can even go into any county. You, like, when you go into Tipperary, for instance, and you have the South, the North, the Mid, and, and all these, and they're all divisional boards. It's you politics. Know, <laughs> try and, yeah. try and uh, even even do that uh, at a local level. And you well, see let's see, let's, well, let's see how Tipperary does senior hurling championship down to 16 teams, Pat. Yeah. Now, that'll <laughs> give you, that's an A and Galway. Yeah, and that's, that's an indication of the challenges even within counties. That's right, yeah. And, and Tipperary have been trying to do something like that for the last 10 years. They have, and I know yeah. the people have been mm. pushing for it, and mm. in fairness, um, you know, it's going to have to happen now. Mm. Something tells me this is going to keep popping up every now and again in, a, is, in an article uh, yeah. or in the media somewhere. Yeah. Um, Pat, should we bid for every World Cup? Because it, looking at all these injuries, we're not going to qualify on the pitch. <laughs> Definitely. If ever, if ever a man was, was, was I don't know, cursed. cursed. Yeah. Jenny, the, who, what's going to happen next? Like, it's just... He's losing players. He's <laughs> losing uh, coaches. He's yeah. losing everything. I think the man can't buy, a, can't buy anything no, a bit of look no, at the moment. No, no. And it's like, I mean, if you're going, will will he get a win? What is there two World Cup games coming up? Yeah. Will he get a win in either of them? Yeah. Unlikely. Even if you had all his first pick players, or, yeah. you know, we're still a bit sceptical. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Richie, I was going to say, could we turn to rugby for some better news? Uh, it's, it, Andy Farley still hasn't got the formula right there either. No, but I suppose he, he has been that little bit unlucky in, in the first two games, uh, Liam, I would think. You know, the uh, Peter, Peter Mahoney, get, get, you know, getting the sin bin in the first game might have been the difference between getting the result and not getting that result. And then straight away, like he lost four players for the for the Wales game, and you know he he had that little bit of of bad luck. You know we we're just talking about Stephen Kenny, like he has he has got no bit of good mm. luck since he went in. So look at Sunday is a huge uh, day for Ireland. Like I I feel they have to win this game, and if they do win it and, and got a result in the last game, the Six Nations wouldn't be that bad. But Sunday is a huge game. If I beat the Sunday, like definitely like. Uh, <laughs> The questions will be they'll be asking about uh, Andy Farrell. Mm. A, b- a bigger issue for for rugby is probably not even the games. Is the fact that they've sold a stake in the whole uh, <laughs> the whole business to a consortium for uh, I don't know a lot of money. Now it will certainly be helpful to the count to the countries involved because of the COVID situation. But the but the reality of it is is the consortium that they have sa- they've sold it to will be looking to uh, the likes of Amazon Prime and other online uh, areas mm. to pay big bucks to watch the game. So I think we're looking at a situation where uh, free to wear for things like Irish Rugby Internationals it mightn't happen immediately but it's coming down the line let's be, let's be clear yeah. about that and we're not talking about it an occasional game It'll, if you want it you'll pay for it Yeah I was just going to ask that is, is this the way forward for most sports not even just mm-hmm. rugby because I mean it, it's 
the, the, the days of terrestrial television are dying before our very eyes, Pat. Oh, big time, yeah. And and, I, this and the amount of supporters you lose as a result. Yeah, and this the this crowd that are after investing in 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 the Six Nations, they they have invested in the Premier League as well, haven't they? And they've invested so. in I know maybe NFL and yeah. all that. So they 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 are real players in this across no. the world, different sports. Yeah. Well, they're going so, to dictate they're yeah. going to dictate a lot about the game as well. And mark my words, it won't be just about how the game is presented on television and that they will have influence over some aspects of the way the game is played to bring more excitement and to make sure that the, the person who's paying the books is has is entertained yeah, yeah yeah okay lads we'll leave it there richie we'll let you go thanks very much for taking the call no problem and thanks to pat and uh, nikki as well before we go at seven o'clock we'll hear from brian fox from o'loughlin gales jj kavanan sons keeping the country moving for almost a century Have a good time with hundreds of people when you join Kilkenny Bingo. Kilkenny Zoom Bingo is on Monday, Thursday and Sunday nights from 7.30pm. It's so easy to play. Buy your books online from Club Force. We will email them to you on the afternoon of the bingo night for you to print. Then join us on Zoom from 7.30pm with bingo starting at 8. Look for Kilkenny Bingo on Facebook for more information. Facebook.com forward slash Kilkenny Bingo. Kilkenny Zoom Bingo Online, every Monday, Thursday and Sunday evening. John Brennan Machinery Supplies on the Hebron Industrial Estate, Kilkenny City. Machinery parts and service. Full repair service on hydraulics, rams, bearings, chains, hoses and much more. Stuck in all types of oils and tools. We're open every day, Monday to Saturday from 8.30. Call John or Derek on 056 77 20957. John Brennan Machinery Supplies for all your farming and industrial needs. Fran Grinsell Properties, Dean Street, Kilkenny. Taking a fresh new approach to property in Kilkenny City and beyond. If you are buying, selling, renting or letting a property, you can contact Fran on 056 7715000. We're on the web, frangrinsellproperties.ie. Fran Grinsell Properties, Dean Street, Kilkenny. Our honesty and integrity is not for sale. JJ Cavanagh Sons Coach Hire Company of the Year. The ultimate comfort in travel is back on the road with our fleet of luxury buses. We're on the web, jjcavanagh.ie or call 0818-333-222. JJ Cavanagh and Sons, Coach Hire Company of the Year. A family business since 1943, Pat Cannon Auctioneers is situated at 55 Upper John Street, Kilkenny for residential, commercial and agricultural sales and lettings, land transfers and probate, etc. Both red book and blue book valuations for property. For a free sales valuation, call Pat or Marie on 056 772 or just pop in for a chat. Dahani Wheelie Bins, working for you and the environment. Dahani Wheelie Bins are asking customers to have their bins ready the evening before the scheduled collection. Clean and disinfect the handles of your bins before and after presentation. Wipes, cloths and gloves used for cleaning can be placed in your general waste bin. Avoid cross-contamination. Dahani Wheelie Bins, a local company working for the community. St. Pat-
Patrick's Day is one with a difference, but it can still be celebrated. Kilkenny County Council are working hard to bring you a great day of music, fun and entertainment. Instead of lining the streets, log on to stpatricksfestivalkilkenny.com and watch live. There is an action-packed day for everyone to enjoy. You might see some familiar faces and you are sure to be entertained. Erlala Patrick Beelin! The heartbeat of our city is shopping local. JJ Cavan and Sons sponsoring Friday Talksport from 6 to 7 on Community Radio Kilkenny City 88.7 FM. Now when we can end the suspense because we have the results from the split, the pot draw, and it's a whopping 765 euro in first place goes to Martin Corcoran. So 765 euro to Martin Corcoran. In second prize, Peggy Downs wins 50 euro. And in third prize, uh, Deirdre Giles wins €30. So Martin Corcoran picks up €765. Peggy Downs wins €50 in second. And in third prize was Deirdre uh, Giles with €30. That's this month's Split the Pot draw. And wherever you see the uh, yellow box, please do support it. Slip the €2 in the envelope. Right, we'll switch to Shocked and the Gwelga now. And it's a pleasure to welcome to the programme Brian Fox from O'Loughlin Gales. Evening, Brian. Uh, hi Liam, thanks for having me on. No problem at all. Um, you're running initiatives in the club for Shocked and the Gwelga. Tell us all. Yeah, um, my position over in the club is that I'm the Irish and cultural officer. I'm not sure if people are aware of it, but I, every club is obliged to have one. And just we just wanted to celebrate the, the two and a half weeks that's involved. It runs all the way up to St. Patrick's Day. So basically what we're doing is just we're encouraging all of our juveniles, both boys and girls, to come on, make a little a short video, a little snippet of them speaking Irish. It could be anything at all. And we'll upload it then onto our Facebook page after that. Yeah. And uh, what's the response been like so far, Brian? Uh, the response is good. It could be better. There are still a few days to go. Um, and we'll try and get the word out uh, to all the schools in the parish and uh, all of all of our juveniles, which are kind of spread across schools across the city and, and in the environs as well. So, uh, yeah, no, there's a few days to go and uh, hopefully we'll have a, a, great, a greater uptake in the next few days. Yeah, and I think, I know a lot of kids might give out about Irish lessons in school, but this is something a bit more fun. And you can almost, if you like, get into competition with your friends via, you know, online platforms on Facebook and the like. Well, that's it. In my profession as a school teacher, I, I know that kids these days, they like nothing better just to be in front of a screen and have mm. to be videoed uh, doing anything, really. But So they might as well have a bit of fun when they're uh, speaking Irish. There's no, um, there's no teacher standing over them, no whether it's a stick thing, making sure that their grammar is perfect or anything like that. If anybody who wants to come on and just speak any b- a bit off, they'll get all, they're more than welcome. Yeah, and it's, um, you know, it's not just open to, you know, all Auckland Gale members that are, you know, speaking Irish. Anyone from any background can take part, I'm sure. Absolutely. Look, uh, like I said to you there at the beginning, uh, my role is as the Irish and cultural officer, and cultures includes all cultures. Um, uh, we're a multicultural society here in Ireland at the, at the moment, and uh, Joe, it's important that we acknowledge that, uh, that as well. Yeah, and uh, you're, you're involved as a juvenile chairman down there as well, I think, Brian. I and am indeed, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd say there's no group of people more eager to get back than the juveniles at large. Yes, that's it. That's coming through in the, in the videos that have been sent on so far, especially our younger players that they just, they're chomping at the bit to get back into the field. And to, uh, whatever about learning, just the skills begin to meet their friends again, to be honest. Mm. You know, it's been a hard time for, the, for all concerned, especially the young children. Uh, going back to school is one thing, but they're just chomping at the bit, as I say, to get back uh, hurling in, in St. John's Park as soon as possible. Mm. And are you confident that's in the foreseeable future, Brian? It, we're, the, the vaccines are slow, but at least they're coming. Yeah, look, I, I, going back to school is a major thing, I suppose, mm. to be fair to, to all concerns, um, that they're, they're waiting to see how this goes over the next few weeks. And then, I suppose, if, if 
they're comfortable, they might reintroduce the pods that we had towards the back end of last year. That would be great. We'd take anything that can, that, uh, can come away at this stage. Uh, last year we had pods uh, of uh, no more than 15, including the mentors, and there was no contact. But at least, you know, you were still working on your ball control and, and your skills, mm. and you were just in the ground, you know. Yeah. Definitely. And uh, if anyone wants to, t- to take part in this initiative, Brian, uh, where do they send the video? Yeah, they can send the video to me. Uh, the number is on the website there uh, via WhatsApp, um, uh, 087-998-4853. And um, I get, like I said, nobody need, needs to be too concerned about the quality or the standard of the video or of the, the Irish that they may or may not have. Everybody has a small bit and you know just a bit of fun that's all that's all it is Brian we wish you well with it and if there's anything else we can do just let us know thanks for taking the call thanks very much no problem that's Brian Fox there he's the uh, Irish and cultural officer along with being the juvenile chairman down in O'Loughlin Gales and if you can at all take part in that uh, competition it's on the O'Loughlin Gales social media channels the split the pot draw once again the winner of 765 euro was Martin Corcoran in second was Peggy Downs with 50 euro and in third was Deirdre John with 30 euros. So that's the split the pot draw. We'll be giving out the details of that throughout the evening and over the course of the weekend if you can catch it. And it'll be going up on our Facebook page in the next couple of minutes. But that's another talk sport done and dusted for this week. Thanks very much for your company for the past hour. We're back over the course of the weekend with sport. And of course, don't forget, from midday tomorrow on Saturday, the sport, Bear and Jim Cashin will look into Cheltenham in a bit more detail so uh, get ready to make some money over the next week we'll look forward to that Paul Brophy's on the way with Communities in Action until tomorrow bye bye take care We are Community Radio Kilkenny City 88.7 FM